This episode is dedicated to the life and family of Earl Buckshot Bueller. Paul, we love and miss you very much. And until we see you again, rest easy. R. Kelly comes on. Bumbergrant? All right, let's kill him. Adolf Hitler was a painter. Anthony Green follows Kyle on Twitter. What's up? This is Casey Strums. You're listening to Deaf Dialogue on uh, all the podcast platforms. That was perfect. That was, that was funny. That was perfect. <laughs> did, did it's I so it? awkward, dude. <laughs> no. Week Michael Jordan of Deaf Dialogue. My name is Dave, a.k.a. Black Dave. Joined, as always, by the birthday boy, West VA, and everybody's favorite fanny packer, Quiet K. This week, we have the honor of being joined by an actual rock star. He is the guitarist and percussionist and BFF forever of the musical artist Jelly Roll. He's a beat maker and now a proud father of one. Please welcome the very talented Casey Strums. I didn't know your last name, so I just... What's up, everybody? What's, up, man? <laughs> What's going on, yes? boys? Yeah, what I can hear is? you all. Hey, hey there we are. Hey. All right, all right, man. I'm so sorry about that. Can't catch a break these days. Kyle, the guy in the hat, super pissed off. Kyle, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I'm only uh, I'm only a, a sip in, so I, if if I'm awkward, my bad. We'll get there though. It's all good, man. Kyle, super awkward. <laughs> Pick on Kyle. I'm sorry, Kyle. Jeez. And I, I, uh, I've never done this Zoom thing. I feel like I'm 60 years old or something looking at this. I'm like, what oh, the hell is this technology? I can't tell, man. You're doing great. It's good, man. Is, it, is this camera angle flattering? It looks, it looks, That's it's something. Nice. That's good. Can we do the whole interview like this? What's up, boys? I hope so. Ooh. So, man, um, first things first, now that concerts and public gatherings are uh, starting to pick back up, how excited are you to be back on the stage and if you guys are going on tour and ready to watch fans go fucking crazy? Yeah, man. The uh, I think the the idea of it is like, in my head, the idea of it is super sick, but like in practice, in reality, I'm very scared. I'm very nervous and I don't know why. I think it's, uh, it's been, there's been a lot of big changes and, uh, you know, obviously COVID, you know, that just took us out for a whole year, over a year. I mean, you know, it's been, it's been wild, but now coming back to it and like sort of be, things being normal, it's, it's just kind of, it's weird, man. It's weird. And it's uh, making me nervous, but I think in a good way, because I'm like totally out of my comfort zone right now. Cause my comfort zone has been my apartment all year, you know? So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, dude, super stoked. Very excited to see, you know, old, old friends and old fans and all the new fans and all that. It's exciting. I bet as soon as you step on stage, all that, that worry will go away. Well, we've we've done three uh, shows this year so far, and all three of them, it's like they've progressively gotten more nerve wracking for some really? reason. The the last one was a hometown show, though, so I think the hometown show is always 
you can't play a hometown show without something being weird or off kilter. It's just kind of the curse of any musician. But, uh, you know, you roll with the punches. I imagine the people get drunk enough they don't notice any kind of mistakes. Oh, yeah. Like huge, obvious ones. Yeah, no, I, uh, I definitely... I don't worry about that stuff as much. I don't know what I worry about. It's just in my head, man. I, I don't know. It's there's nothing to worry about because we're just going to go on stage and have a blast like like we always do. And the crowd's going to love it and nothing is going to happen but everybody having a good time. So it's like I, I'm just in my head about it. You know, I don't know. It's stupid. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, very exciting because there's more people than ever. These last uh these last three shows that we've done this year were like us headlining. We, it was the most, it was the biggest crowd that we've seen as headliners so far. So it was just, you know, it went from like before COVID we were doing like, I don't know, a 2000 cap room would be super sick to us, you know? And then, you know, we were off for a whole year and a half and then come back and we're playing in, in front of double that we're playing like 4,000 uh, caps. So it was, I don't know, man. It's a big, uh, it's a big change, big shock. It's wild stuff. That'd be cool. Yeah, big change. (laughs) Big change. A good change, though. It's all, it's all good. You know. Did you take like all this time since you couldn't perform and tour to just crank out music and try new shit, or or you just kind of chill? Yeah. There. Well, so for me, um, our Jelly is like very interested in working with anybody and collaborating with anybody. So I'm not like the sole guy making beats or making songs. Um, So a lot of my time was just spent with my kid working on things here and there, like what, you know, just, just pick it up on little things that can improve what I do when I am in the studio in Nashville, you know, just trying to get better at guitar and trying to pick up on little studio tricks here and there. But, uh, uh, yeah, jelly was in the studio the whole time. He released, I think three albums in just that, that whole period of COVID COVID. Um, and yeah, man, he, he stayed locked in and I don't know. It was, uh, that, I think that's what did it for us. That was what, that's where the pop came from was he was like, all right, cool. Well, if we can't go play shows, we're just going to lock ourselves in the studio. Yeah. Full singing and shit. Now he's doing all kinds of different stuff. Yeah, man. He's, uh, he's just broadening his horizons. I think he's, he's doing a lot of experimenting with different genres, you know, and it's really fun to see him go through that process. Cause he's like, when I started with him, it was like just straight, it was rap. I mean, it was rap music. And it's like, now he sends me stuff sometimes like demos. And I'm like, dude, this is like a, a fucking, I don't know, like a, this could be a Breaking Benjamin song, but you're singing it. Like it's fucking, it's just crazy how much he's like just expanded what he makes and, and what he does. How long have you been playing with him? Um, I want to say seven years now uh maybe maybe not quite seven it's i was like just about to turn 20 when i joined his band and uh i'm 26 now so about almost seven years were you with another band before he met you 
yeah i mean kind of i i was um just doing like local band stuff you know i i had some projects with some buddies that you know that goes it, it was it was good stuff i thought i really liked it um but i think there there was you know it, it's just hard to keep a group of guys together you know what i mean it's it's not easy especially when there's not like a what, there's not like a clear direction of like, oh, cool. Well, if we release this album with this label, then we're going to do this. And this is like, okay, we just have to figure it all out. And, and like five different guys have different opinions on how to do that. And it's, you know how that goes. It is. But uh, yeah, so I, I had some stuff um, going before Jelly, but once Jelly picked up, um, it, it's, I've just pretty much done Jelly Roll, you know? You know what I want to see? I want to see you guys switch positions. I want to see you take the mic, <laughs> rap a couple songs, have him play your guitar. We've that. talked about that actually. That's <laughs> funny. We've we've talked about do, throwing that in a show and uh, just kind of because uh, our DJ he can play drums. You know he's he's multi talented. Um, so like we could all just kind of rotate, <laughs> give give the give the drummer the guitar. And, <laughs> You give me the vocals or what I don't know, whatever. Who would, we talked who about would that see that shit coming? No, no one would see that coming. No, nah, dude. I, I want to see Jelly on a on a on the <laughs> drum set though, big time. Just watch him boom boom. That'd be awesome. So do you do any you're in Nashville? I'm in Indiana right now. Okay. Gotcha. I uh I'm from Nashville, but I my, my kid, my my girlfriend lives up here. So I it just how it all worked out. I moved up here. Gotcha. And we're moving back to Nashville ASAP, but this is, we're saving money up here, you know? Yeah. Do you do any work, like session work or anything like that outside of playing with Jelly, or is it primarily playing with him? When I can, yeah. I uh, I actually have a, uh, a whole album coming out with uh, my buddy Cushy. My, my name Cushy is what he goes by. And uh, I made all the beats on that album. And it's supposed to come out sometime this year. I'm not sure exactly on what the date is, but uh, yeah, it's basically just any any kind of you know any kind of work I can pick up, I'll, I'll hop on it. But uh, it's just a matter of I'm not really like promoting myself as that kind of dude. I gotta ask your I see your um, safe camp tattoo. Is that because of Circa or uh, yeah. you, if you know, you know? Oh God, <laughs> yeah. here we go. Yeah, dude. So, they, hold on, hold on. Circus of Ops beast. Wes hates them. Yeah, no, they they were one of those bands that I'll tell you actually. This I was I was like sixteen. One of the first times I'd gotten high, and their one of their songs comes on, and it was like my brain like just melted. I was like, oh, whoa, this is crazy. No, they definitely have a big impact on me. I love them. Yeah, that's I band i've seen the most in my life and yeah it is that's awesome by far the band that from high school that i listen to the most still 12 hell yeah 15 years yeah later. they just carry on they get they, they live through the times i feel like yeah, yeah i know wesley's down here like fucking shut up dude no man i get it like <laughs> i listen i never i never heard them until kyle talked about them you know a few months ago and i listen and i'm like i get it if like because i like the used like in high school. Oh, okay, okay. So I was fucking like, use a beast now for the first time. I'd be like, man, I don't know. You know what I mean? So I, I get it. it. Yeah, in the moment, like in that time period, it was just like, yeah, 
that's that's as good as it gets. How long yeah. have the used been around? The used? They came out in, I mean, it was like early 2000s, right? Like 2004? Oh, it was before. I was in high school. It was probably like 99, 2000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, even earlier. Okay. I've said it before on the show, but they're assholes. I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, fucking... Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. They, we hosted them at my college. I was on the radio station in college, and Bert was, like, throwing cigarettes at the fans and, like, being a complete dick on stage. And Maybe he was just going through some stuff, right? Yeah, sure. you don't know what he's going through, man. It was a mess. Maybe he's, <laughs> Maybe he's just having a bad day. So here's, here's a good yeah, question dude, on that topic. People. Fucking all right. So I'm at the office today. R. Kelly comes on. Bum and grind? No, remix to ignition. Oh, yeah. Nice. Knowing everything that you know, you know, can you still sing along? Can you still enjoy it? Like my wife absolutely will not let it play. <laughs> and like I can't help but sing along. Hear me out. That's R. Kelly. I know, That's but an artist is great. Robert, it's like it's kind of in the same vein as like Michael Jackson, right? Exactly. But nobody has a problem letting Michael Jackson play on the radio, dude. Play that shit all day long. That's banger yeah. after banger. Absolutely. All right, but Can but there's some weird Cosby shady joke? shit around him, right? I know. Yeah. Can you listen to a Bill Cosby joke? Still, yeah, man, for sure. Legendary, legendary. Yeah. Can you listen to any song by Fits in the Tantrums? Oh, fuck. Mm. Let's get this out. Never heard of them. (laughs) (laughs) Good. I don't know. With R. Kelly, I think R. Kelly's so, it's like pretty fresh, right? Because I feel like around around the time that Michael Jackson, like before he died, right? People, I think people were a little more sketched out about it or whatever when he was going through the controversy they're like come on man don't say that or don't don't listen to that right now but i don't know maybe that could have just been my perspective but uh i feel maybe it's 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 a time thing maybe if r kelly dies then you're allowed to listen to it i i all right let's kill him because i like some of this shit (laughs) (laughs) there's a statute of limitations i i think i think you're on to something yeah it's got to be something like that man all right, cool. What? I just had to get that off my chest. <laughs> we'll plot later. I'm, I'm big on I'm big on like uh, separate the the art from the artist. Me too. If if it's good fucking art, man, like who cares? You know what I mean? Like it, that's not that's not what art is about. It's not about like, well, who's this person and what did they do in their whole life? It's like art is it just stands by itself. Like if you write a good fucking song, but you're also you know in the Ku Klux Klan. It's like, yeah, I don't like that about you. That's horrible. That's fucking yeah. bad. But you really did write a great song, like a or or a, or a poem or a you know draw a picture, or whatever. It's like the the art itself doesn't embody what the artist is about or does in their life. It's like art is just fucking art, you know? Yeah, good or bad. Yeah, like, I mean, it's like you know, it's like Adolf Hitler was a painter. He paints way better than I do. You know what I mean? Like. It's, <laughs> It's, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be like fuck Adolf Hitler's paintings because it's like that's. I don't know. It's pretty fucking good, but like, fuck him. He's a bad guy. I don't like anything he stood for. But it's like, you know what I mean? I'm also not saying I'm a big Hitler art fan or anything, but I'm just trying to make that comparison. Like, <laughs> what's that yeah. shit behind you, though? 
Yeah, I saw that tattoo. <laughs> oh no, that's uh no, it's uh I swear it's not what it looks like. Well, the same token, like like all the good charity work that Bono does doesn't make me like you too. You know what I mean? Like there's exactly, exactly. It's like, yeah, you're a great person. Okay, awesome. But like you kind of like the art sucks. It's like, yeah. I, yeah, exactly. That's that's it's the exact same token. You're right, Kyle. Do you want to show him your Bono tattoo? <laughs> yes, it's just Bono. <laughs> you imagine? But it's like really high quality. Like you got a real <laughs> portrait. Like <laughs> that would be cool. A full back tattoo. That would be the best yeah. thing with Bono's name on it. Oh, I dude! But he's like shirtless, just like doing this kind of thing, reaching around the front. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's the album cover from that weird free album that you got if you have an Apple phone. Oh man, I, I almost wanted to throw my phone away. Did anybody ever listen to that? I feel like I no. got that and I was like, okay. I, it should I'm have been like a big that. pun album or something. Yeah, I don't know. That was uh that was a weird <laughs> choice. It's like thanks, Apple Music. Fucking yeah. Steve Jobs had it again. That's probably what it was. Steve yeah. Jobs had a really horrible taste in music. Maybe he oh, maybe he lost a bet with Bono or something. And when they came out with the iPhone, they were like, you have to do this. Pretty sure this was like, damn it. Steve Jobs. Oh, Bono's I was like, like, I'm calling in that favor. Yeah. <laughs> Meet me at this charity event. Damn. <laughs> Speaking of charity events, what is the craziest shit that you guys have done on tour? If you're allowed to talk about it. The, the craziest shit? Yeah, or what's like the <sighs> most ridiculous thing you've seen in a crowd or kind of stories do you see from your perspective? <laughs> um, this, is, I don't, this is the first thing that popped into my head this one time. There was a fight in kind of like the front of the crowd, like sort of in the middle, but close to the front, you know. And whoever the security was there, this was like a small club. This was before, uh, this was probably like playing like 400 cappers or something like that. But, uh, this, the security guard thought it was a good idea to spray fucking pepper spray at whoever was in the fight. Right. So inside, yeah, inside the venue. (laughs) So like I watch him spray the pepper spray and I'm like, Oh, fucking And the rest of the show, I'm just like pouring fucking liquids out of my face. And for like the rest of the night, I was just I was fucked up by this pepper spray. Uh, I don't know why that that was the first story I thought of. There's fucking dude. It's like every night is crazy, man. It just depends on where you are, what there is to do around. You know, it's like and, and different guys from the group have different things they like to do. Like some guys like to go to strip clubs and some guys hang out on the bus and get drunk, you know, play video games. You know, it's like people just kind of uh, live their night how they want to. And it's never, uh, never a dull moment for sure. I spend a lot of time uh, pretty, pretty smashed on the bus. That's, <laughs> that's my go-to. It's safe. Yeah. 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 I'm not, I mean, I'm adventurous, you know, I like to get out, but uh, most of the time the bus is like after a show, you know, you've been around all those people. It's like, man, I just want to, there's nothing better than curling up in the bunk, dude. So nice. (laughs) So nice. Get your own little world, man. You just, so nice. Is this going to be the first tour 
since having a child? Yes. Is yes. that make you nervous? Um, yes. And more so about how it, it affects my, my vibe. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I don't want to be uh, a shitty hang. Cause it's like most yeah. of your, most of your, like you could be a pretty me like for me, me, for instance, I'm a mediocre guitar player, but the guys like me, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, I'm, uh, it, I feel like most of the, like, if you're hiring someone to be a touring musician, you don't want to hire like an asshole and it's like, they're crazy good at guitar, but they're an asshole. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, I would much rather have someone cause you're spending the whole day on the bus with the motherfucker. Anyway, it's like, I'd much rather have someone that's cool to be around and can play the songs. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't need you to be Ingve Malmsteen or some crazy motherfucker. It's like, just play the songs and have a good time. You know, don't be a dick. I'm going to get that tattooed. Don't be a dick. That's a great. That's, you know, like, yeah. Right here. <laughs> I don't think you want to have right dick anywhere. The... You don't want to have dick anywhere it's, near your face. No, it's below no. the chin. It's below no. the chin, dude. No. <laughs> below... <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's, that's that borderline right there. Got to live on the edge a little. Don't be a dick. Right across the Don't line. be a dick. Yeah. No, I'll get it. I'll get it right here on my middle finger. <laughs> I like that. And then you can flip people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when like, you venture off the bus, is there a favorite city or area around the country you all have been? Um, I really like uh, St. Louis. They've got awesome, awesome food. Um, I also like... Like, we don't do... We don't really, like, go into the cities if, if we can help it. We like to do outdoorsy shit like we'll go boating and we'll go fucking one time we got some off-road vehicles and we went riding around in the fucking mountains of colorado shit like that is always awesome i love the i love the west coast for that reason because there's a lot of cool outdoorsy shit to do i really like uh going to new york because it's a, just a total culture shock for me i'm from nashville it's a very small town comparatively and going to new york it just fucks my whole head up it's pretty wild it's stressful but it's like once you leave you're like i fucking did that dude um downtown nashville is stressful for me oh is <laughs> so many fucking people there now <laughs> We're from the woods, oh yeah man. man it's it is it is it's gotten way way worse um it, it drives me fucking bonkers to be honest but uh because it's like just the more people that come the more expensive it's going to get and it's like how long do i really want to live in nashville if it's going to be like that you know i that's my hometown i love it but also i could get a, a much nicer place for much less in another state so yeah. my wife has this theory like west virginia like it's got its stereotypes but there's Compared to the size, there's not a ton of people. Like, yeah. Get a, like we all decide at one time that we're just going to go to West Virginia, buy a bunch of property, and make it cool. But yeah, dude, just like build it up. Mass, yeah, mass movement. Kind of like Austin. You know what I mean? Like everyone just kind of migrated there. Yep, exactly. Everybody has to just collectively make up their mind like, yo, West yeah. Virginia is the spot now. There's got to be one person that like starts that. But that's kind of what happened to Nashville. And that's what drives me nuts is like all these people from LA and New York. It's like, it's kind of a middle ground for like 
you know, Florida and Atlanta and New York, there's like a, it's, you got Nashville as kind of a hub and in between all of that stuff. And, you know, so it kind of became like super corporate and bunch of, uh, especially in the music world, bunch of, bunch of people from California moving, moving to Nashville. And it's cool. I mean, whatever, I'm not bitching, but it has grown exponentially. And I think it's because a lot of people did what you're saying, like, Hey man, this is the new spot. You've got to get some, some property down here. Cause this is what's going to happen. It's like, yeah. and it did, you know, it blew the fuck up. Yeah. Joe Rogan's doing that with Texas. Yep. Yep. People are moving to Texas. Theo moved to Nashville. Did you see that Theo Vaughn? That dude is my spirit animal. Like, I fucking love Theo, man. So funny. God. He's fine. Trying to get Joe Rogan on our show, but he hasn't come back. He's he's very busy, I've heard. <laughs> I, got, I got my yeah. own show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's got a lot on his plate. I don't know. I, he won't answer my calls ever, so I figure he's just he's real busy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's all right, though. I mean, yeah, whatever. There's always tomorrow. Try again tomorrow. You'll regret it. Yeah, well, I think he blocked my number, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool, actually. <laughs> if, if, you, if you blocked your number? Yeah. Oh, that, that would for sure be a screenshot on my Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I made it this far. <laughs> yes, yes, he blocked me. Yes. What are some of your uh, pet peeves when performing? Like what what should a crowd not do what should a crowd not do um ah man you know it kind of drives me crazy when uh you know jelly will be jelly like talks to the crowd a lot you know he kind of does crowd work and like he gives he gives his stories and you know he he just likes he he half of our show is like talking about stuff you know so he'll be like in the middle of talking and someone will be like, play, play, play Sunday morning. Or, you know, like he's in the middle of like having an emotional moment when with the crowd. And yeah. And like, somebody's just like, play the song I want to hear right now. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, dude, just shut up, man. We're playing that song. Like, just be patient, man. Play Freebird. Um, yeah. <laughs> What's your take on men crowd surfing? Like from the crowd? Um, I think there's a time and a place for it. Um, I grew up in the metal scene, right? So I appreciate it for what it is and definitely expect it if you're going to be at a metal show. Um, but you know, if you're at like a Shakira show and you want to crowd surf, you're one, you're probably going to get tackled by a giant security guard. And two, it's just not the fucking place for it. You know what I mean? It's like, I've seen some people try to crowd surf and like hit the ground. It's like, you know, there, sometimes people are just like, no, I'm not going to lift you up. Like this isn't, I, I don't know. It's like some people like Adam, you go to a metal show and you're like, okay, if I'm going to be in the dead center of the crowd, I'm probably going to get stepped on. I'm probably going to get shoved around. You know, people are going to be crowd surfing above me. I just need to be prepared. Your like senses are heightened and ready for that. But it's like at some shows, like it just like the energy of the room doesn't really relate to that. It's like if we play a venue, I don't expect to see anybody crowd surf. But if we play like a festival, 
you know right. that's more like the mm-hmm. scene for that like the, a lot of times we're, we're sharing the stage with metal bands so it's like the crowd is already hyped up like that there might be some crowd surfing. i don't know i'm not like the only time it would piss me off is if they like come over and step on my pedals or if you know they trip on my guitar cable or some shit you know it's like it doesn't bother me it's also their own like risk because our security guards are on point so it's like if dude's getting too close for comfort they're getting shoved off the stage there's a great video of i can't remember where we were um but it went to world star we got this security guard his name is boston and he's like way shorter than you would expect a bodyguard to be right but he's on his shit and like this one time, this guy, like, while Jelly is, like, talking to the crowd, it's just Jelly talking to the crowd. There's no music happening or anything. This guy jumps up on the stage and, like, comes, starts walking towards Jelly. And Boston immediately charges across the stage and, like, hits him like a linebacker. And the dude, like, from my perspective, I was on the drums at the time. The dude just, like, flew off into the darkness of the crowd. Like, I didn't even see him hit. He just, like, he just, like, disappeared into the darkness. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen. But there's a video someone took in the crowd um, that went on World Star. It's definitely worth worth finding. Um, cool. But yeah, man, I, I guess that's a very long roundabout way to talk about what I feel about uh, crowd surfing. I did. Uh, I was front row to um, a show y'all did. Jelly couldn't make it. Struggle open for Yellow Wolf, and Yellow Wolf came on stage and struggle. Like during Yellow Wolf set, Struggle was on stage and tried to jump over me. I'm I'm front row, and he Struggle is a pretty large That's human a being. That's a big man. Yeah, <laughs> he, he like tried to clear me, and I I like caught his fucking like leg and boot and shit. I'm like, what are you like too fucking big to be doing this shit, man? Yeah, he's like two whole people. Yeah, <laughs> that I was a great be- show. I just hate like, and I get it. It's the energy and it's probably fun. Uh, but like dudes with no shirts on and we're outside all day and just like a nice torso covers my face. Yeah. You gotta make, you gotta make up for it. Somebody you gotta like twist the nip or something. You got some dude wiping on you right now. It's like, that's not a good, that's never a good feeling. By the end of the, yeah, by the end of the, you know, the day or the weekend, like people are like, fuck you. And just throwing people down when they try to. <laughs> yeah. my, my favorite crowd surfing story, a little bit different vibe, but I was at a Circus Survive show and this guy was crowd surfing while trying to take a selfie and get Anthony Green in the, in the photo. And he finally makes it all the way to the stage and Anthony Green took his phone, put it in his pocket and told him he'd get it back at the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and basically like, dude's a fucking legend man. <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah it's like a circus show why i just the energy isn't there for that man it's like i just don't get that i yeah. don't i've never crowd surfed uh, yeah i've never crowd surfed i don't think maybe one time ever but I've done it a couple <laughs> times but the, of all the shows i've been to the the most uh, biggest pit and most crowd surfing you'd never guess was all time low if you remember them yeah fuck yeah i remember them <laughs> you would not you remember them <laughs> they just don't crazy. exist anymore like insane we were in baltimore wow it was wild i think i think my my actually there's two there was this one show i went to uh it was the fall of troy and they were 
unreal dude it was the whole room it was like a 300 cap room tiny little room and it was like as soon as they started playing you you had to go with the movement of the crowd it was it was just like the whole place erupted it was crazy i guess the second one was volumes and that was the same kind of thing they it was like the the first like the beat drop of their first song my hat just flew off of my head and i never saw it again and it was like i was i started in like the back middle of the crowd and by the time the set was over i was in like the front corner and not because i was like trying to move my way up but because the whole crowd was like jumping and i was just kind of like hopping into places that i wouldn't get crushed and uh dude that was a, that was in atlanta at this old venue uh the, it was either the masquerade or the tabernacle i think it was the tabernacle but you could feel the whole floor of the venue like bowing it was insane yeah. but anyway good stuff i feel like uh by listening or hearing what you were listening to growing up i'm right there with you did you listen to envy on the coast at all dude so I forgot about them until like a week ago, but yes, I did. I, a, a friend of mine posted a thing on Instagram of one of their songs. I was like, Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I remember them. Really good. But similar story. I was in a room that had to have been only maybe 400 people and the entire, it was just one big like amoeba going across the room. Like <laughs> you couldn't not move with it. Otherwise you'd be getting trampled. Yeah. 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 I love, I love shows like that. Cause it's just the whole room working together, almost yeah. loving the same music. It's sick. Yeah. Do you, what are you listening to right now? Who are some of your artists that are like blowing your fucking mind that you have on repeat? <laughs> um, the, uh, the biggest one right now is this guy named Mark Letiri. Um, he plays guitar for, um, snarky puppy. You ever heard of them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they're they're uh they're That's like a 90s jazz show, right? no no they're 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 newer they're they they all went to college together and i can't remember i want to say berkeley it's the, it's like this super group of just savant musicians and uh <clears throat> he plays guitar for them he plays with uh you ever heard of wolfpeck yeah i was just about to bring them up like i think snarky puffy and wolfpeck are like yeah, they're in that same world. Um, the, so Mark Mark Latiri plays with the guys from Wolfpack in a group called the Fearless Flyers. It's like Nate Smith on drums, Corey Wong on guitar, Mark Latiri on guitar, and Joe Dart on bass. And it's just so like good. funk, just fuck fucking visceral funk. But like uh, Mark Latiri does these albums where he plays on a baritone guitar through the like all the songs are written on baritone guitar so it's like super funky like rhythmic shit but it's all really like low and grumbly like almost on a bass but not quite it's it's sick dude i I just i can't stop listening to that but uh other than that it's probably uh i listen to a lot of like atlanta hip-hop uh gonna low-key ysl kind of stuff i like that i like that uh style of of beats you know so Okay. What about you, Wes? What are you listening to? Puppy. Is that explosions in the sky type of thing or no? Uh very different. I do like explosions in the sky though. They're um they do kind of make like cinematic music, but more like 
one of the last songs I heard from them reminded me of like a uh, James Bond kind of like, you know, suave spy movie. But like, you ever see The Incredibles? Yeah. Yeah. It's like the theme music in The Incredibles. It's kind of similar to that shit. It's very like trumpet, trumpet driven. um, But like, they have one of the greatest keyboard players ever to live uh, in their band. His name's Corey Henry. He, there's videos of him playing like shit. I couldn't even dream of when he was like two years old. <laughs> it, it, he's just an absolute savant, but definitely check them out. They're sick. They're, they're really fun. It's all instrumental stuff, except for when they have like guest vocalists come in. And usually when there's this one guest vocalist they have, I cannot remember her name, but she can sing two notes at once like she can harmonize with herself and it's the most fucked up crazy thing i've ever heard in my life <laughs> jesus wow yeah i think some of my favorite wolfpack songs are like when they have i mean obviously like joe dark can do no wrong in my eyes but like no when like anton stanley comes in like oh man i can't get enough of that guy what's is that is that the guy that does uh 1612 yeah yeah dude unbelievable and funky duck and all that yeah 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 unbelievable yeah. he's got a crazy voice yeah i'm uh so I, I go back and forth like the off season jake hole like yeah <laughs> i can't stop listening to it jake hole's like, on another level man. it's too yeah. he's too fucking good it's so and every time i listen to it i'm like oh shit like I yeah you pick up on something else. new yeah, yeah, dude, that's he's that's he's got to know that before he drops that shit. He does, like, and that's he's like just wait, so powerful. Just and then wait. he just, I like, think that's why it takes so long yeah. for him to drop shit. Is yeah. he oh, he yeah. really sits and crafts everything because he makes his own beats too, right? Like he's I mean a lot of them, he's, yeah, yeah or, or at least making the demos. You know, he's yeah. he's really he does it all, and not only does he do it all, he he like takes time to like craft what he's doing. It, you know, a lot of rappers they'll just go in the booth with their iPhone and it's like the shit that they wrote while they were listening to the beat 30 minutes ago is what they rap. And then that becomes the hit. And it's like, that's sick. If you have that skill too. Yeah, dude, that's like a whole other thing, you know, that, but with J Cole, it's like, you can tell he sits and thinks about every word and every line, you know? And that's like, that's a whole, I I think that, I think that uh, genre wise, the, the like rap world can be broken into so many different sub genres, but really it's like the, the sub genres are like based on the artists almost, you know, there's a lot of like, uh, you know, there's a lot of songs that can fall under the same kind of umbrella of just like, Oh, this will get you hyped. This will make you feel good or whatever. You know, it's not really about, you know, telling a story or, having good lyrics it's just about creating a vibe in a moment yeah. and like oh yeah this feels good to listen to and it's like that's cool too that has yeah. its own world it's like people bitch about mumble rap all the time it's like dude that that has its own like meaning in the music world <clears throat> it's not it's it's like you know it's the it's the same argument with like hair metal and like prog metal in fucking the 80s or, or whatever it's like yeah. it, it's it's just such a stupid argument to have because each individual song has its own moment and its own like meaning to music. It, even if it sucks in your eyes, like it's like, I, I don't know. I, I've, <laughs> I, I've tried to dig into the psychology of music and all I can find the deeper I go is all of it matters. And also none of it matters. So it's like, whatever, <laughs> yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. And then on the flip side, like Jackie bought me tickets 
for Father's Day to go see Chris Stapleton. So I'm like going back and forth. So dude, that man, you ever listen to his show. band before he was doing solo shit? The Civil Steel Wars drivers or Steel Drivers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the Civil oh Wars. My. Steel yeah, drivers so are good. insane. So good. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's like it's a fun juxtaposition of like hip hop and the best country ever. Yeah. If if you don't like uh multiple genres, I don't trust you. <laughs> yeah, that's a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Kyle? What you got? I'm still stuck on that fucking whatever EP. Been oh really? All the time. Oh yeah. And Wait, which one's that? So here we go talking about Anthony Green again. But Anthony Hold Green on. Let me can I interrupt you real quick? Anthony Green follows Kyle on Twitter. That's true. Just so you know. Ooh. That's that's how fucking big now he hasn't gotten blocked by Joe Rogan. Not yet. But <laughs> not yet. That's not to say he's not trying. No, that's right. that's that's in your near future, brother. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle, go ahead. Uh, anyways, fucking whatever is uh, Anthony Green, Adam Lazara, and John Nolan, and maybe one or two other people just like making music. They made made an EP over over the whole past year of COVID, and it's really fucking cool. Uh, I need to check that out. That yeah. sounds up my alley. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Listening to, I'm going to butcher her last name, but I found this Joy Ladakun. Ladakun. I don't know kind of a traditional more folk i don't know really her voice just stunned me so now i've been listening to her a lot lately i'd like oh, to yeah. go crowd surfing at one of her shows <laughs> yes <laughs> catch a sweaty pit just right across the jowl <laughs> everybody's like snapping you know and then they just <laughs> what about you dave what are you on i'm stuck on alternative i just hit alternative shuffle on the tens of thousands of alternative songs that are out there and just sit back. I, I don't know. I can't find, you know, I can easily go back to J Cole. I mean, it's just second nature with that dude. Um, same with Eminem side B that he just dropped uh, a little bit ago. Uh, but I don't know. I'm just on an alternative kind of rock phase right now. I don't know why. I you think bring that, that up um, like stained i i just started listening to again like aaron lewis yeah oh, nice. well, it, it's the thing yeah. it can't be too i don't know it's gotta Yara. it's gotta have a it's gotta yeah it's gotta have a little uh age to it it can't be like brand new <laughs> yeah exactly. i don't know why man that dude speaks to me <laughs> there's a there's a video of somebody doing what you were saying where he was like telling a story and they're like play this song and he's like <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> well like he his views this is a, a ties back like he went ultra right wing uh like a few years ago and i don't i do not want to hear it like <laughs> play the fucking song <laughs> like that's what i want to hear yeah but uh i did i did want to give a shout out to the archaic epidemic uh they're friends of ours they're on the show they have Fuck a new yeah. single drop in tomorrow, July 9th at noon. Um, and there's gonna be a, they have a whole video coming with it and everything. And they're like, um, they're a metal band. They're they're pretty hardcore. Um, and then they have this single is gonna be on their uh, upcoming album called Disillusion, which drops everywhere August 20th. Good call. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yes. 
Yeah, I'm pretty fucking pumped. I talked to uh, Ian earlier today because I couldn't figure out how to pronounce the fucking word. Uh, but I think it's Erebus <laughs> is the name of the single. I was oh, like, okay. is it is it like Erebus? Like maybe it's a little Spanish? Like know. aeroplane? Yeah. Is it is it A-R-U-B-I-S? Arubis or Erebus? It's E-R-E-B-U-S. Erebus. I like it. Erebus. I don't know. That's That's too foreign, man. I don't like it. Fucking Aaron Lewis just joined us. I couldn't figure it out. Does it come? Does your does your CD come with a bow? I need to hunt. Um. Anyway, but obviously, did you say Arab? Did you say Arabus? That's pronounced Arabus. Yeah, Arab, Arabus. I don't know. You speak English, boy. I think they should change it to Arabus. Arabus. It sounds dangerous. Jesus. Welcome to our show. We're Arab Buzz. I don't I don't hate that name. I just imagine that's how he's now. It's got a bit of a ring to it. <laughs> so obviously, Casey, you've been to some shows because you played some, but have you uh ventured out to any shows now that things are getting back? Oh, dude, I wish, man. That it, <laughs> that was like the biggest bummer for me was like i love going to concerts and nobody was playing concerts like i wasn't i wasn't as bummed that i wasn't able to play concerts as much as i was that i wasn't able to go see concerts so i'm very excited um i don't know who's going to be my first concert i saw that uh actually since we've been talking about it i saw that circa is coming to nashville um uh february of next year i think um, but that's the only one that I've been like, Ooh, I should go to that. Um, I've had tickets to that tour for two fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, man. Who are the, who's opening again? There were some uh, good openers. It changed. I don't even know anymore. It changed. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I just saw the flyer yesterday. I think Anthony Green posted it. Um, yeah, I, I think that'll be cool. Um, yeah, I, 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 I want to go see concerts. I just, it's like been a whole year since they've happened. So I just kind of forgot to look for them. I don't really know who's playing right now. I don't, I don't know uh, what is coming to my area, but I do want to go to more. Yeah. I've been, I moved to uh, Charlottesville, Virginia, right at the beginning of all this. So it's not quite as much music comes through here as where I was in Raleigh before. And, oh yeah. Yeah. But so I've been like waiting for something to pop up that I want to go to. And uh, we, my wife and I just found one that we're planning to go to beginning of August is uh, Bright Eyes is coming to Charlottesville and Lucy Dacus, part of Boy Genius is playing opening. So I was like, holy shit, we're going to that. Yeah, I didn't know Bright Eyes was still playing, man. That's awesome. That's good to hear. (laughs) How old? Oh, I guess since pandemic, how old your your kid? He is a year and... Wait, March, June, July, August. Wait, no, no. Wait, it's July. March, June, July. He's a year and four months, I think. Gotcha. Yeah, I have a two and a half year old. So, right. More there. power to you, dude. More power to you, dude. It was so weird. He he was premature. He was like six weeks early, and <clears throat> this was like as soon as everything was locking down. And so he had to stay in NICU for like two three weeks something like that and i couldn't see him the whole time dude because after there was only one 
visitor allowed per patient. So, you know, I was the visitor whenever my girl was, um, you know, in labor and all that after, and, you know, you get like two days to heal up or whatever. And so after she was discharged as a patient, I was discharged as a visitor and she was then the one visitor for the baby. And of course she had to be there. So I had to sit out for like three weeks. It was crazy. It was just like FaceTime, you know, it was like, I want to, I just had this baby. I want to touch my baby, <laughs> you know, and it's like, ah, it was wild, dude. Can't imagine. Super wild. Cannot imagine. That would suck. Same. But we made it. Not we same. made it. We're here. We're doing it. We're, uh, he's growing like a weed, you know, he's learning. He, uh, he's learning how to point right now. He's pointing at the things that he wants. He's learning uh, how to disobey when I say no. Um, he will. He refuses to say dada. He will say mama all day long. That'll switch. He, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, he he said it the other day, and I was like, "Did you just? Did you just say it? Did you say dada?" And then he just kind of, just kind of like looked around. He gets all shy, and <laughs> I was like, "Dude, come on, say it. Say dada. Say dada." And he was like, Mm-mm, "Nope." <laughs> That's great. Yeah, my my daughter's at the stage where she can like really starting to talk more so the whole disobeying thing gets a little worse when they can like <laughs> be like no or like just i don't know it just not not worse it's all fun but it's just funny. yeah <clears throat> i feel like it's definitely i'm trying not to like rush things in my mind but i'm very very excited for the time that i can like express an idea to him and he can express an idea back to me and that's going to be super cool. But I also know that it's going to be a super pain in the ass because uh, once little tiny children can express ideas, they're not, they're not exactly well put together, you know? So I don't know. I, I, I am, I'm like loving this time where he can't really talk. He just kind of babbles. It's, it's hilarious. Um, but I do want to be able to talk to him and be like, Hey buddy. And he'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Are you a fan of the Tampa Bay Lightning? Oh, dude. Okay. That was one thing. That was one topic that I was going to bring up myself, but I forgot to. So very, I'm, I'm a, I'm not a fan of Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm not a fan of Montreal either. I'm a fan of the Nashville Predators, but it was a fun series to watch. Um, I, did you hear anything about like the, the, the Tampa Bay cap? Like how they're way, way over cap. They, they, so like Nikita Kucherov, the, uh, their fucking power forward or whatever, uh, he was injured for their whole regular season. And, uh, <clears throat> as soon as the playoffs started, I, I, I'm pretty sure the way it works is like once the playoffs start, the cap, like your, your player, your like, uh, money cap for your team doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. It goes away. So, yeah, so as soon as the, the playoffs started, Nikita, Nikita Kucherov came back, and Actually. he's like, yeah, it, like, it, magically he's healed up. He, yeah. He's putting up fucking Gretzky, Gretzky-esque numbers, and, uh, <clears throat> and they're like 18 mil over cap or some shit, just like some stupid amount of money. Um, but it's all with this, like, loophole. And I don't know. It's I, I'm not on either side. I don't know. I, I you know it could just be the way it worked out, but it is pretty suspicious 
that as soon as the playoffs start, he's like, all right, I'm healthy. Put me in coach. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it'll come back to bite him though. Don't worry. Oh, It'll for sure. I hope I hope Tampa doesn't win. Money. I hope Tampa doesn't win for the next 30 fucking years, dude. Like I'm happy <laughs> for him. It's all good. I'm glad that an American team won. You know, super cool. Happy for him. That fucking hockey golem of a goalie that they have between the pipes, Vasilevsky is a dude, a unbelievable goalie. He deserved that fucking that trophy he got. I can't remember what it's called, but it I mean it. I feel like they deserve it, but this was such a weird season with like the way that they were just playing, like in the conference, I got, I almost got bored watching. Cause it's like, I know we're either playing Dallas or Columbus or Florida and, or Carolina. And it's like, that's, that's all I'm going to see this whole season. So I don't know. I, I, uh, I feel like this season is, is a wash and, and needed to just get over with. <laughs> Tampa can have their fucking back to back. Enjoy it while while it lasts. You know, I feel like Kraken's going to come in next year and just sweep. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch to see who ends up on the, that team. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared of who they're going to take because we just sent uh, Victor Arvidsson, who's who's been a fucking he's been a rock for us. Uh, we he just he just got traded to the LA Kings for a second place draft pick this year which is going to be good for us, but I'm very uh, scared to see who Kraken takes from the Preds. Kyle used anyway. to work for the Hurricanes. Oh, no shit. Yeah. yeah. What'd you do? Uh, graphic design. No his, shit. His That's logo awesome. was on center ice for all of last season. Dude, that's fucking badass. So did was, was it like the decals that you did, or did you do like the uh... – like the stuff they show on the the uh, Megatron and all that, or yeah, I didn't do anything on the video board. It was all like logo print, all that type of stuff. You would you know hands on type stuff, all the social media, all that type of stuff. And uh, the um, you probably watched them enough this year. The black jerseys, they're black jerseys. Yeah, yeah I designed those with. It was me and Dude. one other designer that did like ninety five percent of the work. So that's fucking sick, man. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, right. I uh, I have been a hockey fan for like three years now, and well, I, I I went to games when I was a kid, and I loved it. And then I just got so hyper focused with music that I kind of fell out of sports. I forgot about sports. Thought I hated sports, and then a few years back, I was like, you know what? I started watching uh, what it was was YouTube videos, man. I started watching like compilations of like the nastiest hits in the NHL, and the, you know. <laughs> just shit like that. And I started watching again. I was like, dude, I need to just watch the games. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm like a hockey nut now. Yeah. Especially in person. I mean, every sport's better in person for the most part, but hockey for is sure. so good in person. Oh, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. I'm, I'm debating on getting some season tickets, uh, whether it be for the Preds or I'm closer to the Blackhawks. I might, might make that a thing, but uh, I just want to go see some live hockey that I I'm actually more excited for live hockey than I am for uh, live concerts, which is a big yeah. change for me. <laughs> so this is just a, a kind of an inside joke for me with some of my friends in Raleigh, but uh, it makes sense after I explain it. But um, what's your favorite taco place in Nashville and why is it Satco? <laughs> and is it Satco? Because that would be great. <laughs> 
It is one million percent Satco, dude. Okay, as soon as you me. said, what's your favorite taco place? I went Satco. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Oh my God. Yeah. I love, I love that place. That That is like, anytime someone comes to town and is like, Hey dude, what's some good food? I'm like, Hattie B's, Satco, Church's Chicken obviously is great. Uh, or not Church's, fucking uh, Prince's. Prince's Chicken. Um, yeah, no, Satco is on my like top three list for sure. So to bring it around, there's a place in Raleigh called Armadillo Grill, which is essentially Satco, but in Raleigh. And the people that started it basically were like ripped off Satco. <laughs> uh, and one of my friends that worked for the Hurricanes, he grew up in Nashville. And so we would go there like once a week and he would always talk about Satco and stuff. So. That place fucking rules, man. If you haven't tried Satco's queso, you haven't tried life. Yeah, I I mean, there's plenty of food in Raleigh I miss, but if I could just bring Armadillo Grill to to Charlottesville, I would be set. <laughs> just miss that a lot. Man, I, mean, I feel like that's so good. niche, too. <laughs> but it's so damn good. Oh, it's amazing, dude. The concert that was supposed to be in near or in South Carolina next week, I guess, got postponed. The Jelly Roll concert. Yeah, I I haven't heard uh, specifics. Yeah, me neither. I I talked to Joe, um, my brother-in-law, and he was the one that told me about it. And I guess it got pushed maybe till August, which kind of sucks. Yeah. But it's like fucking 10 minutes from my house, man. Excited. Hell yeah. Jelly Roll, you guys were the last concert we saw before COVID hit. So it'd be cool to be the first concert afterwards uh it'll be dope pretty excited dude yeah that's uh that's great if uh if we're your first concert we'll we'll be sure to make it sick <laughs> hell yeah i remember i went to um the, the show i was telling you about where struggle crowd surfed uh, i was front row and you had ended your set and you were throwing out your sticks and you handed one to me and i had to like fight off this midget for it handed one got, to you yeah i got it i got it yeah you still have it yeah what am i gonna throw it away (laughs) i I mean maybe (laughs) what kind of sticks were they do you remember oh fuck it was only one i'd have to look at it i don't even remember what i played back then i I haven't thought about drums in so long then it was pretty cool though yeah i uh i don't i don't remember uh being there i don't think i was there to be honest Kyle, do you have uh, any other questions or topics you want to bring up? Yeah, I was just looking at what you'd written up, but I think we kind of covered everything. Yeah, man, that was that was good. <laughs> that was that was great. Yeah, was- shout out <laughs> to my boys. Hell yeah, <laughs> that's chomp. Well, um, uh, you- thanks for having me, boys. Shit, I appreciate yeah, man. it. Yeah, man, it's our pleasure for sure. I'm glad Wes got to leave. Can't stand that guy. <laughs> Yeah, I was getting sick of his attitude, to be honest. God, he's such an asshole, dude. <laughs> I'm better than everybody else every day. Dude. He yeah, just had a guitar in a, the background. Yeah, he just what had a, a birthday. He's all like, oh, I'm better than everyone else. Yeah, did uh, I was going to ask you, do you have anybody that you want to give a shout out to? Um, you know, you talked about your kid or anything, but uh, anybody else that's been kind of <laughs> rocking your world lately? Um, You know... Shout out to 
uh, tough security for uh, keeping us keeping us safe at all times. They're always killing it. Shout out to Andrew Bayless for uh, you'll see you'll see what Andrew Bayless has been cooking up. Um, shout out to shout out to the Lord Jesus Christ who who got us here today. All of us. That's all I got. I don't know. That's perfect. Yeah, man. Kyle, what about you? Uh, we can just let him do it. We don't need to all do it. Uh, you know, <laughs> Kyle, hate, Kyle hates giving shout-outs. Yeah, I do too. I just kind of threw something out there. I don't know. Whatever yeah. sounds real good and political or whatever. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not good at this shit. Yeah, we like to put our guests on the spot like that. That's all right, man. I'll take it. Uh, I do want to give a shout-out to my grandma. Grammy. Today is, today is my uh, would have been my grandfather's 77th birthday. So shout out to uh, my grandma for staying strong. She's a, she's a beast. Kick-ass woman. And shout out to Baby Yoda. That was the other one. I like uh, those shout outs. Yeah, that's, man. That's good stuff. Wholesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm hanging out with you. Shit, yeah, man, it was fucking awesome talking to you. Yeah, and, man, good uh, meeting you guys. Feel like I made some new friends here. Fuck yeah, let's do it again sometime. Whenever, dude, you let me yeah. know. Yeah, man, Kyle, it's always wonderful to see your face. You're so pretty. Pleasure. Uh, nice to meet you, uh, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, man, we'll, we'll be seeing you around. Thanks again for joining us, man. All right, man. Thank you, guys. Take it easy. See ya. Bye, Kyle. Love we'll you. Do the dad thing. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.